0: Hi, guys. Uh, this is James Siakam. Thank you for joining us and welcome to the Tobin Series Podcast.
1: Devontae Campbell, man. You know, yes, yesterday when you, when you and I spoke, when you and I spoke, it was kind of sunny outside and I was looking at kind of sunny, kind of gloomy. I'm not really too sure. How are you feeling
2: about this, this bipolar Toronto weather? That's Canada for you, man. That's Canada. But on the bright side, it won't get any worse. It'll only get better. It'll only get better. I hope so. But like you said, we live in Canada, man. We had snow a month ago. So
1: I hope it's we don't real. get any more snow. hope we don't it's get any real. more snow. Hey, right. But I, w- I want to welcome everybody to the Tobin Series podcast. You know, we have another guest with us today, another special guest with us today, former Division One basketball player, former G League basketball player, player, wow, the brother of Pascal Siakam, but also a great man, a great person, Some of that I've actually had a couple conversations with in person, James Siakam, how are you doing today, man?
0: I'm doing great, man, it's a wonderful day, and I'm happy to be here, man, I'm super excited to be part of this podcast, and uh let's see how it goes, man.
1: Let's get it, let's get it, let's get it, like I said to you earlier, I see with the Fred Van Fleet shirt
0: on, yes. you know what i That's, <laughs> the- That's the- I like the- that logo. I gotta represent, this is, this is one of his first... Shirts out, you know. We, we started from 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 uh, from a long time ago. So, I mean, I just like his moto. I like what he represents. So I always like. I have a few versions there. Like, it's crazy, man. I, I just love the thing. I just love it. Those are tough. Yeah. Sh- shout out, friend, man. Shout
1: out, friend. Got to better on yourself, man. Bet always better on yourself. Oh, bet on yourself. I think <laughs> exactly. I like Most shit. definitely. Hey, but James, we always start the show with the game. So Devontae, what you got for us
2: today, man? Yeah, James. So we like to get the brain flowing here a little bit before we start off in anything and any endeavors. In this game we called overrated or underrated. I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you some non-basketball or basketball-related topics, and you're simply gonna tell me if it is overrated or underrated. We understand? All right, yeah, that's good. Man. All right, all right, perfect. Joe Kim Noah. <sighs>
0: Can, can I get like a neutral? Is that like a neutral? <laughs> you can't give me a neutral. You can't. Yeah, it's exactly where he's, he needs to be. Like you know, he's just yeah. It's not overrated. It's not underrated. It's kind of like right where he needs to be. Okay. In college was overrated, but yeah. Oh, Ooh. Billy Donovan, that run, that was overrated.
2: Say it again. I said when he was a Billy Donovan in Florida, that was overrated.
0: I think. I think so. I think that people saw a lot that. I didn't see it at the time, right? Like, I was just like, okay, he can rebound the ball. He can do a bunch of stuff, but I don't think he can. He's not as skilled as people in MIDI sound like. But, okay. Like, he's a good person. He's a good player. So, like, I can't really, you know what I mean? He, he works hard. Like, he works hard. That's one of the things that I really appreciate about him. Like, he's, yeah. He works hard. Like, man, like, okay.
2: If Joe Kim Noah is neutral, what is Zach Randolph? Oh. Is he overrated? He underrated,
0: <laughs> yo. Man, I would say right now he's definitely under. Well, he he was underrated most of his career. Mm-hmm. Like just because, like this is the type of guys that will give you a double double. You won't even know. Yeah. Like very quiet. Know. He was quiet double-double. He reminds me a lot of, like, uh he's a little bit like David Lee. I don't know if you remember David Lee. Ooh, from, of course. From Golden State. He's one of those guys that would just give you a double-double. Quiet, the silent killer. Like, you look at the stat sheet and it's like, wait a minute. When did he get a double-double? Like, it's one of those guys. Z-Bow just, like, he he's those type of guys who was, he was mostly a good vet, like, right? Like, he, he would just, like, coach all these kids. He's a good person, like, good heart. He played in Memphis, and I think that he used to come to uh, Vanderbilt over the summer and just, like, chill with some guys. And, I mean, like, guy's beasts beast, is an animal. Mostly on, uh, yeah. underrated his entire career, pretty much. Like, yeah.
2: Okay, for sure. Now let's switch it up here. Chickens mm. and Waffle. Oh. Cool. Chickens and waffles. That combination.
0: Ooh. It, it's good, but I, it's overrated to me. To it's me. It's overrated. Ooh, we have a hot take.
2: I, I agree with him. I never... It wasn't my forte. Well, it let's it continue.
0: Never like like chicken and waffle, and then you have that syrup on top of it. To me, sure. it just doesn't... You have to understand that we, I'm from Cameroon, right? Like, so... Yeah, the stuff that we eat is not really with sugar. So <laughs> gotcha. All
2: right, let's continue. Corn on the cob,
0: definitely underrated,
2: man. Definitely underrated.
0: Yes.
2: Yeah, and last one, we haven't we haven't done this one since Josh Collins. Chick, uh, ketchup on rice. <laughs> there you go.
0: <laughs> Should, I up there? Should I just hang up right now? Ketchup on rice?
2: Nah, man. Nah. No? That's a no for me, that's a no for me though. That's a, no for, that's a no for James. And that concludes That concludes overrated, underrated. Thank you. Thank you very much.
1: <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. Those, those are some good answers. You know, so I, I hate people that put ketchup on everything, man. I don't understand how they put it on everything. But oh, that's that's a whole other story for another day. But James, we've got to ask you, though, how has 2020 slash 2021, a.k.a. the pandemic year, has been for you?
0: Oh, man, it's been rough to be, you know, to be honest. It's been super rough. And I think that for everybody, it has been, you know, you have people who lost their jobs. Um, we were one of the few blessed to still be able to work during the pandemic. But it's it's been rough, man. Like, I think that in our lifetime, we haven't seen anything like that. Mm-hmm, yeah. um, I think there was a lot of I think there was a lot of fear, but mostly because people didn't understand what was going on. There was a lot of unknown there, and I think that that fueled that, that fear as well. But uh, man, it's been it's been rough. I I think I, I've seen the worst in myself, you know, yeah. during this time. I mean, it, it's true. Just to be totally transparent here, like it's I've never had to be up against such strong and tough adversary. Right, like it's just. Is is man, I don't even know, I don't have the words for it. it it's, it's, a, it's insane. It's insane.
1: What new hobbies or old ones have you gotten yourself into during this time?
0: Ooh, that's good. Um, I, I started playing video games more, to be honest. I started playing video games more. Um, and not Call of Duty. I'm not a Call of Duty guy. <laughs> I'm not a Call of Duty guy. I'm more of a... I don't know if you've played The Last of Us. Okay. Yeah, this is a game, The Last of Us. It's like post-apocalyptic like games, like world, where you have to kill a bunch of zombies and things like that. I like that. God of War, like all these oh, okay. shooting games, shooting games, adventure games. I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. Uh, I think I also spent time decorating, like, my, my man cave. So I got, like, a, like an arcade. I don't know if you remember, like, the arcade like Street Fighter, just like from long, long time ago with the little like man, I'm, I'm telling you, I I had to go back on that. I ordered a bunch of a bunch of games. I think for me it was more about uh, getting back in touch with that childhood, my childhood self, right? Like video games was like the life for me. And I think that as you grow, as you start playing, you travel, you play sometimes, but most of the time you're not really like enjoying it. You just playing because sure. of you or something like. That, that that was that. Those are probably the two uh, just just so decorating and playing video games, that's that must be like the ones that I picked up. I like that. That's, that's different. I like that one too,
1: actually. He won for one Devontae. He won for one. <laughs> <going>
0: for one. <laughs> uh
1: but James, I gotta ask you though, you know, you you mentioned it earlier saying that this pandemic has been extremely tough on you in particular. But these kids in Canada right now who haven't been able to play AU basketball or travel basketball or really, really been able to play any type of basketball for four, basically 14 months, what's some advice that you would give to kids struggling athletically right now during the pandemic?
0: Mm. Uh, I would say that it is, it's temporary, right? I think that for some of these kids too, and then for all the kids really, like when you're young and just time seems to just slow down right? Like, you you feel like a year for a kid is like an eternity, right? And you just have to kind of keep in mind that it, it's it's temporary, it will pass, like, things will get better, and you just kind of have to keep that positive mindset. Um, there's al- also other things that you can do for yourself just to better yourself. It doesn't have to be technically just playing basketball because you can't. You can, you can work on your mental, like, being mentally tough could be something that you work on. That's you no, know, I don't know, maybe you can go for a run. You can work on your mental health. Like, there's other things that are important as well right now, although you can't play basketball. I think that those are the things that young kids need to focus on. They need to focus on that. Um, personally, I go for runs. You know, I go and run around the neighborhood, you know, trying to avoid people as much as I can, uh, trying to stay active, pick up new hobbies, like things to distract you. But most importantly, just like, I don't know, you can have a basement, you do your push-ups. I mean, you you have to find a way to, to adapt. Because I think that even for kids that trying to play, when you go into an AAU team, new AAU team, you don't know anybody. You get there, people just kind of look at you. You kind of like, you don't know anybody. You have to adapt. So you have to find ways to adapt as well. Like, And uh, I think that the most adaptable players are always the one that can play on any teams anyway. So you have yeah. to find a way to put yourself in a situation where you can be adaptable.
1: So. No, and that's, and that's a very, very good point. You know, just being adaptable, being um, versatile and, and, and to be able to really just, just allow yourself to be open and stuff like that. But it's it's tough, though, because, you know, what, you know. You being my age, you and I are the same age. Devontae's a few years younger than us. But, um, but by the way, Devontae, it's his birthday tomorrow. Just wanted to put that out there. It's his birthday tomorrow. But um, it's, it's, it's James' birthday tomorrow, Devontae. Yeah. Right. So, so him, him, and I, okay. Him, 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 and I are the same age and everything. But just when, when you and I were in high school, you know what I'm saying? All all four of us were in high school. The idea of being a senior basketball player, getting that fifth year or the, the the grade 12 year or whatever it might be, and have all those coaches come around and come out and take a look at us and stuff like that. It was so important and so keen for us to be able to, to really get that confidence and stuff. It's, it must, it's so tough right now because I coach grade 12s. And all the grade 12s tell me, I don't even know if I want to play basketball anymore because I don't even know if, if the school is going to have my degree anymore because so many jobs are being lost as well. It's a very, it's a very just t- just tough situation for all these kids right now. And honestly, bro, like, like what you said is right. Be versatile and, and open up your, your, your mind to lo- learn about new things, learn different avenues. But it's tough, man. It's just a whole tough... It's it absolutely
0: tough. You, you're right. Like, I mean, for me, like, let's say even when you get hurt, for example, and you don't get to play, you watch other people play, it's always this... Like, you just can't stand it. Like, it's this feeling where you feel like you're missing on a lot of things. But again, like, it's something that is temporary. It will pass. You just got to hold on tight and just kind of do other things except playing basketball. And that's not such a bad thing at the end, right? Like, it's, man, I'm telling you, if I couldn't play, especially at the time of their life, especially those who, who are looking to get scholarships and things like that, it looks like wasted years. But I think that they will work around that. Like, you, you just got to keep working hard, find a way to work out because everybody is, on, is experiencing the pandemic, right? Like, it's not just those kids. It's like every kid. So you have to find a way to be better than the next person in the pandemic, right? Yeah. That's really what it is. Always a competition. So you got to find a way to just be better. Just find a way. Because once you get in front of those coaches, they won't really care that you didn't get a basketball court, right? Like, they won't care about any of that stuff. It's just, get the basketball, get on the court and perform. Yeah. Just like we request, we require all of our superstars in NBA teams. We don't care if they have a shoulder injury or an ankle injury. When you get back on the court and you clear to play, you need to perform. And that's it. Yeah. That's the end of it. Fair enough. No, fair enough. Fair enough.
1: You know, I want to ask you, though, obviously during this pandemic, we're forced to stay inside of our house, which basically forces us to spend more time with our family. What does family mean to you?
0: Um, well, first of all, I, let's just say I did not get to spend time with my family this entire pandemic, really. <laughs> I, I, I did not. Um, and <clears throat> family for me is everything. Literally everything I do and everything that I am, it's, you know, I live for my family, right? Mm-hmm. Like Even when I'm thinking about building my own, it's everything that I do in life, it's for my family. Yeah, I will work hard for my family because I know I can make them happy and I can make them proud. And it's always uh, in preparation for the next generation. That's kind of how I think, right? Like everything I do now is to prepare for my for my kids to be set. Mm-hmm. Right. So for me, family is everything. Literally, that is. I mean, you've said it all in just one word, right? Like it's, it's, <laughs> it's everything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not being able to see them this pandemic. That's why it was tough for me. That's why it's still tough for me because I don't get to enjoy, you know, just being with them.
1: And and speaking of that too, you know, there was one recent event that went viral, you know, Pascal and, and your brothers were able to give keys to your mom. To you know, and bought bought her a new house and everything. Congratulations to all you for for that, by the way. That that's big time. <laughs> that yeah. was big time. But I want to ask you though, what did that moment mean to you? To to all of you, you know, not just to you, but to all of you to see your mom smiling and happy during that moment.
0: Man, that's that is a child like dream. Like that's childhood dream. You. You know, you you see how your parents treat you as you grow up. You see how they they gift you on every birthdays. They they do everything they can possible for you to be the best possible version of yourself, mm-hmm. and to see you grow and, and be a better man or anything like that. I think that as a kid, you always want to reward your parents. You wanna you wanna give them a, a big thank you. Like, and I think that it, it was ex- is um, that specific event exemplified that right? Like, it was just like Hey mom, thank you for being so great. Thank you for never folding on us. Thank you for always supporting us unwaveringly, right? Like it's it's always on our corner, always there for us, even when we didn't deserve it, right? So as a kid, you just want to you want to give back. You want to say thank you, and I think that that was one of the ways that uh, we were able to to do that. Pascal was able to do that. Um, my dad passed away, and you know my mom was kind of like. It's tough, you know, you live with somebody, you've been married for like 20 plus years or 30 yeah. plus years and you, you lose that person. And then she found herself just traveling a lot more, not having like a set base. And I think that buying a house like that for her was like, here's your home now. Like you, you can relax, like you can relax. You, you don't have to, to be everywhere at the same time. You can, but just know that this is home, right? Like you're coming back here. That's so great. I honestly, it meant everything. He meant everything. And that was great to hear,
1: man. Honestly, like, shout out, shout out to all you guys for doing that. That was big time for you, you know. And no, you, you... That,
0: that was Pascal, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> that was Pascal, yeah, man, man, let's, let's call it like it is. Great dude, man. Great kid. I think that when you start seeing things like that, that's when you understand that, like, you know, like, you raise a good person, you know, you know, you kind of know what to expect. Like, I, I expect you guys to love your, your parents, You love your moms. It's like moms is everybody, you know, like it's everything. I think that that is just perfect. That is
1: just perfect regardless if it was Pascal regardless if it was you regardless who it was you know at the end of the day it's still unity so that's the only reason why I kind of put that into there but shout out to all y'all man that that's big time you know you touched up you touched about it a little bit you know you unfortunately you lost your father seven years ago um, well coming up in seven years six and some some change but I want to ask you though you, you talked about it from from your mom's perspective but from your perspective and from your brother's perspective what was it uh, uh, what did it do mentally to all of you when you lost your father
0: yeah I think that uh, it's kind of a feeling that can be shared by a lot of people, right? Like you lose your parents and it's just like, like I, I, before that moment, I didn't even think about it, right? Like I, I think it's one of those things where you see your parent, you grow up with your parents, you just imagine mom and dad would be there till the end. Like, you know, there's no time in your mind where you kind of just like sit back and say, what if I ever lost one of my parents, you know, or both? And, and it just never crosses your mind. And I think that, when that happened, we were all like just in shock. We were all like, you know, super sad. Uh, I remember the last time I ever spoke to him or I even heard from him. I was in class, it was a night class. You know, when you're in college and you play, you uh-huh. you take night classes. And I was in the middle of a test and he was calling. Literally, he was calling in the middle of a test. So I'm just like, okay, I'm just gonna call him back later. So when I was done with my test, it was about 11, 11 p.m. So in Cameroon, it's probably plus six. So it was a little bit late over there. It was like 5 or 4 a.m. or something like that, maybe 5. I was like, okay, I'm just going to call him during the day. During the day, I get the call, bang, he's not there anymore. That's exactly how it happened for me. So for me personally, it affected me in a way that was – very tough like I I could not digest it for a long time so Mm -hmm. and then you on your senior year in college it's like what do I do how do I process this and still have a good season yeah and and for me I just didn't I I didn't I wasn't able to process it when it happened I just kind of bottled up your feelings and you kind of just fight it as much as you can but it was always always tough man my dad meant everything like everything that you see Uh, especially sports wise uh, among all of the boys in our family is driven by my dad, right? Like my dad was a big education guy sports. You could not have a good day in that house if you didn't do well in school if you, you know, if you didn't get into some athletic thing, like you had to do those things and I think that for him it was so important that we stay healthy and that we stay smart he built. He built us. He, you know, he built us. So for me, he was man.
1: He was devastating. It was devastating. Yeah. I, for, first of all, that that touched me. Here, man. I, I think I need a moment to be honest because actually was very like like no like I'm 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 being serious. Like a, I I'm speechless. But let's move on. Let's move on to the next the next the next question over here. I, I just don't know what to say. But I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you you know for for your loss uh, and everything. And, yeah. You know my condolences and everything. And I hope everybody you know is 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 okay mentally. But I want to ask you, though, can you give us your best moment with your father or most memorable moment with your father?
0: Most memorable moment? Man, there's a lot of good and bad. <laughs> now that I look back, I see a lot of the bad moments that were like super funny now that I was just like, oh, this is why I don't do this. <laughs> this is why I don't do this because he hit me so hard like <laughs> that I was like, yep, I will never do this again. And that's why I don't do this again. And I think that, um, <clears throat> but seriously, uh, I think one of the times we had this tournament at home uh, in Cameroon and my dad usually would hear about, like, the last year. I was, like, 15 maybe. My dad would usually hear about how, you know, oh, your son plays basketball. He's so good. You should come in one of these days. And my dad was like, ah, I don't know. You can't talk Boris. Boris is the oldest in that family, right? He was already playing at a high level. People knew him. You know, they knew me as Boris' little brother because he was just, like, that good in Cameroon, right? And then... When I he started hearing about me, it was like, I don't take this seriously. And I think one of the days he came in, it was like a finals of this little tournament and he came in and I just went off, right? Like I just went off. I can't remember how many points I had. He was at least 30, like just going crazy and dunking on people and he was insane. And this guy just like, and the president of the league was there and he was just shaking my head, uh, shaking my dad's hand and really entertaining my dad. He was like, Kid is so good, you should think about sending him to the US. You know, it's things like that. And my dad was so proud of me, man. And I've never seen a man this proud of me. I think for me, it was the most memorable, you know, time with my dad. Special. In just to see the joy in his heart, how happy he was when we left. And he could just hold me, you know, this is my son, type of deal. Man, it, it was, yeah, I can't, I can't tell you. It's the one thing that came out of my mind when you asked me that question is just like, yes, that was it.
1: No, that's fair. We, 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 go from, we go from tears to smiles now. We go from tears to smiles. It's always great. It's always great. <laughs> you know, you, you you touched up on it. You touched up on this saying that, you know, basketball or sports has always been a big thing in your household, you know, from your father to your brother. But I got to ask you, though, <laughs> and obviously, Pascal, you know, being in the NBA right now, you know, would you still give him buckets if you played him one-on-one right now? Right now? <laughs> right now. <laughs>
0: I, hell no, not right now. <laughs> if I could go, if I could, I don't know. I'd be playing somewhere right now. I'm going to say. I'm going to tell you why. When we were in college, yes. Like, I would be like, okay, we'll go back and forth, right? Like, he was still a uh, first year or whatever, finishing college, first year. He, you know, we'll go back and forth. we would we, we start giving each other buckets. We're just trading buckets. But then, man, second year, it's like, ah, it's not the same, man. Dude just turned somebody else. Third year, it's like, oh, nope. <laughs> <laughs> right now, I can't even talk. Like, you know, at first, like, when you first got into a league, I could talk crap. Like, right? I, I could say shit. Like, he was like, yeah, man, nah, screw that. That was a weak play. I can say stuff. I can say so. If you don't, I okay, can come here, play one-on-one. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Now I can't even talk like that, man. I can't even talk like that. <laughs> It's like you are gonna lose every time. Every time you are gonna lose, and I'm just like, man, I'll still talk. I'll still talk shit, but still, like, I know, I look <laughs> in, my head. in my head, I know. But I just, you know. my, my mouth won't let me just admit it. But in my head, I know. I know. Well, it's crazy, man. The guys, is, is different now. It's for sure, he's different.
1: I'm not editing this part out, so now we can hear it live.
0: <laughs>
1: yes, yeah, 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 sir. <laughs> it's good.
0: It's good. It's good. It's good.
1: But you know, we, we've actually had a few guests on this show that have spoken very highly of Pascal. We've had Negas that spoke about uh, Pascal saying that he's he actually was his motivator when he was in the G League, watch him always winning sprints. Uh, we also What's had it? Dwayne we, Negas Webster Chan, yeah, okay. And then and then we also had uh, Dwayne Notice who was on here as well, he spoke about uh, playing with Pascal. And we had somebody recently who was on here, Jaylen oh, uh, J- Jalen Penny who played with him. Oh, yeah, New Mexico. that's Pascal's that right? teammate. So, there you go. So, so, all three of them have spoken very highly of Pascal. Seeing where your brother has come from and seeing the, the path that he's taken for basketball-wise, how proud of you are, as his brother to watch his development?
0: Man. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it's big. Like, I think that sometimes, even if I tell you, you won't actually grasp it, right? Yeah. Like, it's, it's always like, okay, it's nice what he's saying, but you don't actually get to, to, to understand how proud you can be if it's like your sibling. Right. Mm -hmm. I think it's a different feeling. It's a, it's, it's just, I've been so proud. Like, I think that one of the things that always made me proud is that that's one of the things that my dad always wanted when he pushed us into sports, especially basketball. He was like, I want one of my kids to be able to play the NBA. I think that would be my greatest joy. And to see him actually go ahead and do it where all his brothers didn't get to, you know what I mean? We tried, everybody went ahead and tried. <laughs> and we didn't get to do that, but to see him actually go through and do it and make it a reality. I think to me, like I've never been proud like of anybody like that. Like it's, it's man, it, every time people talk about my, my brother or like people say nice things about him, it's like, you have, you only say half of it, like, you, you you only say half of it because if you were, like, part of it and you see saw the struggle, I think that, that's what makes it even better is because of the struggle leading up to that moment, right? Like, it's, you can see the, the, the nights in the gym, <clears throat> you can see the, 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 three or quarter, three a.m. Uh, workouts, four a.m. workouts where, we're just up and, and shooting the gym and doing all these things and he's working with his coaches in, in school, doing, working, man, I, during the summer, trying hard like to 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 get better. I think that to see all of those things, all these effort just being rewarded that day, it's just like man, it's to me. I'm always so proud. Like that's why, and I keep telling people like I'm not a fan. Like I'm, I'm really not a fan. Like I'm his brother. Yeah. I'm not a fan. And as his brother, it's like I I see things that most people don't see. Mm-hmm. Right, like. Yeah, and and people kind of just see the the act you see the performance it's like you come into a show and you see the actors perform you don't know the nights where they couldn't say a line correctly they couldn't do any of those stuff you don't see any of that but once you see them perform you're like super happy but the people who work behind the scenes and see the hard work the failures and everything else when they see them succeed and it's like oh my god like it's mind-blowing so to answer your question simply, like, man, I'm super, super proud. Super,
1: super proud. I actually want to touch on something you said, because you said that your father wanted you guys all to to make the NBA, or at least one of you guys to make the NBA and stuff. So do you think that was kind of like Pascal's blessing from your father to like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not saying that, that he didn't work hard for it or whatever, but you know, like, like do you think that there was, some, there was something that your, your father had to contribute to that a little bit as
0: well? Absolutely. I think that it was probably one of his things catalyst, right? Like he was one of the things that motivated him. It was like, you're not here now, but I want to, you know, fulfill that dream because I know you wanted it so bad. And I think that internally, not to say that it was the only thing, but at least he was one of the motivators, right? Like he, 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 and I think that my dad guided him, helped him. And I think that all these moments, these sacrifices, all of those things made him not want to quit when he was, it was easier to do so Right. Because every athlete got into that point in their lives where they they either decided, you know what, I can't continue on to do this or I can I can continue and do this. And just the difference, I guess, is your why. Like, what is your why? And, and, and I think for him, my dad was a big why for him, like he's a big reason for why he kept going. Yeah, absolutely. My dad guided him. My dad is a big part of why he made it. Yes.
1: Fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Well, last, last question we got for you before, I'm, and I'm off your back for a bit. But well, you know, obviously, you know, last summer, the NBA had their first ever bubble. At the end of the bubble, Pascal was receiving a ton of hatred mail, a ton of hatred comments, you know, some things that I thought was blasphemy, to be honest with you. And I'm, I'm looking at them say saying, you guys are retarded and crazy for even saying this in the first place. But for your family and self, like, like, first of all, did you receive any hate mail? And second of all, like, if you did, what did that do for you mentally and your brothers mentally and your family mentally in general?
0: Um, I think that, yeah, first of all, yes, I did. And I, I remember, I think for me personally, it it doesn't do anything for me. And what I mean by that is that I, uh, I don't take it too personally, right? I don't take it too personally. I, I understand what fans are, right? Like, I understand that fans kind of blow with the wind, like they go with the wind, wherever you play good today, they will swear you to God, you're the best thing that happens since sliced bread. Mm-hmm. But if you play bad, they will crucify you. Like the, it, it's not even, there's no in between really. I know there are some good fans. And to add to that, after the hate mails, I got like a bunch of like good, 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 positive vibe type messages. But I think that for people, and it's always the bad ones, they always like robots. Like I mean, like fake accounts. Like some guys would like uh, go create a fake account to just talk. And to me, that says a lot more about that person than what the person is actually saying.
1: Yeah. Right? Like,
0: and, and to me, uh, it's part of the game. It comes with it. It comes with it. It's part of the job. Fame, same thing. You see... People who like famous people and they do good things. Even when you do good things, there's always those people that are always behind their computer in their mama's basement, just tick, 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 tick. tick <laughs> it's ridiculous. I mean, that's what they do. Like, yeah. I receive like tons of them. It's crazy. And I'm just like, I wish somebody would say that to my face. Huh.
2: Keep that same energy in person.
0: You're right. Yeah. Keep that same energy in person. Don't hide, first of all, don't hide keep that same way. like to me that's what that's all like if somebody said that to me to my face I might be like yeah hey, okay like I, I won't even be mad but the people who hide behind things I ah, can't do it I can't take you seriously I just can't
2: and that's fair I, yeah. that's a fact I like that say that to my face and see if you have the same type of energy <laughs> yeah. but, but now let's translate to Tobin basketball of course this being that Tobin I see you <laughs> I see always represented always represented but um <laughs> You know, as being a Tobin series, you know, what does Tobin basketball mean for you?
0: Mm, Tobin basketball, man. What does it mean to me? It means a lot. Uh, and I'm going I'm to tell you why. I think Tony is pretty much the only person in Canada that kind of gave me uh, the joy to play basketball again like that. Right, um, I I had a career that was like all over the place, and when I got to Canada, <clears throat> there was a bunch of you know I played tournaments here and there, and once I got to Tobin, man, I think that the the team atmosphere, like the the coaches, um, it was just different, man. It was different. Tony, super super nice guy, um, it just kind of made me feel comfortable. Like, I'll I play here and there and just play one time and just never even want to go play there type of deal. But once I started playing with Tony, it was just a different atmosphere. The guys that he brought around, they were guys of high caliber, right? Like, good players. Like, they're not just like chumps. that like getting after, I don't know, I, I can't even speak to those people. Like, I can't you got even you, I got you. But, <clears throat> yeah, like, it, just playing with Tobin was just different, man. Different, different. Good players from all over the places. And I think for me, meant more to just be around good basketball players than, than just joining a team just for the sake of joining a team. And I think I found that with Tobin, just being able to compete at a higher level.
2: Now, I totally agree with you. Now, how did you personally meet Coach Tobin?
0: Oh, Tony. Okay. I think I was, again, when I first got to, to Canada, I think I was playing on different teams, like I played uh, Mississauga Hoops for a little bit, like that little uh, league, I, I played in some tournaments all over the place. But then my friend, Denny, I don't know if you gotta you know Denny. Hey, Denny my God, and that's
1: that's, that's yeah. my guy, That's we, we, we played the same team for AU for a minute, that's my guy.
0: <laughs> Man, Denny, fun fact, Denny and I went to high school together. Uh-huh. <laughs> in the States, so we went to high school together in the States. So when I got to Canada, you know, obviously connected with Denny and he was like, oh, man, I have my friend here, he's a coach here, blah, blah. blah. Let's go and, and you know, let's come play with us, come play with us. And I think through Denny, I met uh, Tony. Mm-hmm. And that's, yeah, 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 that was Denny, that was Denny.
2: <laughs> now, throughout, throughout the years of Tobin, you know, mm-hmm. which Tobin players did you enjoy playing with the most? Start to hit you with some quick hitters here.
0: Ooh, I see. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> um, okay, so it's kind of tough. It's a tough, ed- a tough question, I guess, uh, because Tobin has always been the type of team that is always fluid. It's always different play. Literally, I've never been on a team where I go play a tournament with a bunch of guys. The next time I turn around, it's a team, a different team. Frag, right? frag, so frag. We're like a a lot of players coming in and out. That's kind of how, like, that's why I like Tulman because we just, like, attract the good players. We attract the best players in the leagues. And that's how we we were able to be successful. But um, out of my regular, and that's not to offend anybody, obviously. Like, it doesn't mean that they're not good basketball players if you're not part of those people. It just means that out of the regular, the people that I saw and chilled with constantly and played with, there was a few... uh. I want to think. Josh Hey, James,
1: James, okay. If you, if you think they suck, they suck.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, like... Let
2: the man answer. Let
0: the and, man the, the thing is, though, like, The thing is, though, like, you cannot be on Tobin if you're not at least a little bit good. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, that was right, my yeah. point, I guess. Like, we got to be a little bit good. So I'm not trying to offend anybody. But, um, yeah, I would say Josh Collins. Yeah, uh D. jill D-Walker, mm-hmm. for sure. Who um, <clears throat> Who else? And this again, this is just my regulars. Um, Jameer. Oh, well, what else I can think of? I want to say Manny. Manny? Yeah. Oh, Eman. Eman, yeah. Eman. I just Mm -hmm. say Manny because he's manual. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, what's his name? Kofi. Uh, Jam. Okay. Yeah, Jam. Yeah, Kofi. Those are the regular, the regular like those are the things when actually ooh Braden was ooh, Braden. Braden's been a a favorite. Yeah, he's been a yeah, Braden. Those are the guys that whichever tournament we are in, these are the five guys or six guys that are always around. Yeah. Five six guys are always around. They're always playing together. So those are the guys that I like to play with for sure.
2: Now with that being said. If you're on the court with five seconds left, you know, which Tobin players would you like to be on the court with? Are those the same players?
0: Okay, where where, where are we have playing right now. Where are
2: we haven't we are, we? are we in Halifax? <laughs> oh, so where are we playing? <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll put you in Halifax. We'll put you in Halifax.
0: Yeah, okay, cool. Are we in Halifax There's about 15K on the table. Okay, let's talk. I still want Josh <laughs> for sure at the garden. Okay. Really? I know he's cash. Like, he's water when he matters. Like, he's... Woo. That's what we hear through the grapevine. <laughs> Man, no, 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 I'm telling Legend. you. Legend. It's clutch now. <laughs> it's clutch. For sure, for sure. I go to battle for him. d for sure. No questions. Oh, niggas was actually next, nice too. Oh, for <laughs> niggas sure. was in that. Niggas was dead. Uh, Who else play with? <clears throat> Who else was dead.
1: One more, one more. So it's you, Josh Collins, Din Jill, and Negus
0: on the court. You got one more. I need, I need me, oh, Denny. I, I put Denny in there. Denny it up, though. He's bolding enough. I know. I, take Denny. I okay. take Denny. Because I like guys that work hard. And Denny's like one of the, like, bros sure. who goes hard. He goes hard. Like, I, I love it. I love it. I love mm-hmm.
2: it. For sure. Now, give me your last quick hitter. Give me your most memorable Tobit moment. Man,
0: it's Halifax,
2: it's, it seems like Halifax is the common trend, but I like, What I like
0: it.
2: I like it. Great location, you get money, so I understand. I and understand.
0: then, the, and I the think that's because a lot of the time we were like the people, like everybody wanted to beat us, and I think it made it even more sweeter because everybody that's was awesome. eyes on Tobin. We're gonna get them. The refs were even. We were playing even against the refs. So I think that for me, just it brought me back in a lot of ways to like that college energy, that college atmosphere where you just have, to have like the fans just like booming you because every year you go over there and rack it up, right? And then every time you get there, they always put teams. Teams are literally built around beating us, right? Like they're they built to beat us and they just don't. And I think for me, just like it makes it even sweeter. We've had some great tournaments that we won with Tobin, like the On Point, you know. Yeah. But I think it was always a different energy. I never felt like it was like like that in Halifax. I, I just never felt that same energy. It was packed, too. Like You
2: hear packed. that through the grapevine as well, man. That atmosphere <laughs> is one of a kind. Yeah. Now, let me ask you, man, James, you know, universe, let's talk about university a little bit, you know. You signed to Vanderbilt. You know, why would you choose Vanderbilt?
0: <clears throat> it was a lot of factors. Vanderbilt was not uh, in my like. <clears throat> it, they were not the only team or the only okay. college team that was after me. I guess I had like tons of uh, college teams. Uh, you know, I had like Florida. I had um, uh, UConn. I had uh, <clears throat> what, what other team? Tennessee. I had um, Butler. Man, I had like you know the type where it's a great list. Yeah, oh, I had so many one. There's so many uh scholarships offers to the point where I, there was a time where I was just hiding, bro. Like I wouldn't pick up the phone. Like I would just like no, I can't do this. Like I have to give my coach. It's like, dude, just deal with this. I can't. I That's a great place to be. Illinois University of U of I, University of Illinois. It was like crazy. Then. My senior year or my junior year in high school, which I actually did graduate a year early, but my junior year in high school, I got hurt really badly. So I was actually playing against, um, I don't know if you remember Quincy Miller? Of
2: course. Every Canadian knows Quincy Miller.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Quincy Miller. I was playing against Quincy Miller's team. Uh, the pharaoh I can't remember his high school I mean, it's North Carolina yeah. yeah North Carolina pharaohs they were there and there's this guy the guy that actually hit, uh, hurt me he played at VCU I think I want to say he went to VCU afterwards he uh, my, one of my teammates bounced the ball to me and I think somebody tipped it my motto in high school was like, man, I take this, I bring wherever is with me to the rim, and I just dunk it up. Like that, that's kind of how I did it. So when he bounced the ball to me, I went down to grab it, but because it was deflected, the ball kind of like was on the floor for too long. And the guy anticipated that I was going for a dunk and he would just like jump knee first, my head going down, knee first. Man, just crack my whole face. Man. I, I didn't notice that it was that bad. You know, I kept playing. We ended up losing this game. And I'm on the sideline just looking at the team like, man, this is bad. Like, And I just start bleeding, just gushing blood. And I'm like, all right, cool. Like, this, this something is wrong. I go to an emergency room like real quick. I get over there. They kind of looked at me. I'm like, ah, it's not that bad. Stop bleeding, right? Like, ah, it's not that bad. You can go home. As, my way, as I'm going out, I see... Um, a nurse that just looks at me and is like, something's not right. Come back here. Come back here. She's Just do an x-ray. I know you can't do the, the there's MRI or anything. Just do an x-ray just to make sure, just to be sure. Sure enough, she looks at the x-ray. My whole face, eye socket just like rotated completely, right? It started breaking. Like I have like plates in my face right now. You can't see it. They did a good job. They probably fixed a little <laughs> bit of my, of my face too. But yeah, like I had plates in my head. Because of how bad the the, the injury was, Damn. and they they said that if I didn't have that, that surgery, my eye would have sunk in to my uh, to my head essentially. Right. Oh, yeah, it was it was bad, it was terrible. Oh. So when you hear that it was out, teams kind of just like whoop, whoop. everybody kind of just like talked you know, it out. I told you again, I had so many offers, and then after they heard I was burning it it's like eh, not even a single concourse. And uh, Vanderbilt was one of those – these only teams that were, you know, still just in contact with me. Um, They were kind of just, like, talking to me just through the the process of recovering and just, like, just being there for me. And they have – ever since they started, like, having interest in me, right? And so I had built some sort of, like, friendship with the recruiter at the time, his name, uh, Dan Muller. He's now the head coach for uh, Illinois State. Mm. He's the head coach now at Illinois State, but he was an assistant then recruiter. And he just kind of recruited me and was just like, you know, just talking, come in and chill with me and just go type a deal. And then one time I had my surgery, everything went well, amazingly well. Um, That's good to hear. He said, you know what, you might actually have a chance. Okay. So as soon as they heard that, the word was out. Everybody coming back. Oh, James! Oh man, how you doing, bro? Oh, I heard you got hurt, man. How is it? How is it? How is it? How is it? Like everybody just coming at me. Like I'm just like, yeah. I don't want to talk to you anymore, man. I'm interested, but I don't want to talk to you. So he made actually the decision easy for me. He mm-hmm. made it easy because I wanted to go to a place where people actually care about me.
2: Right? Loyalty is key. Loyalty is key.
0: Man, loyal to me, they care about me, and they care about my 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 well-being before anything else. Actually, it's tough when you get into the business of basketball. It's tough to care about somebody's well-being because really you also have to eat, right? Right. So I understood what they did, but I, it just, to me, it was like I reward the people that are loyal to me. I'm not going to do that and then go somewhere else. I'm sorry. Like, to me, this is it. So I went to Vandy against uh, my coach's advice because he thought, like, it wasn't a good fit for me, though I was, you know, I, I felt the way I felt about the school. Um, in retrospect, I'm thinking, ah, oh, maybe you were right, because the playing style was just not mine, right? Like, it's just, it was too different. It was too structured. And I played basketball when I was, like, 15. That's when I started playing. I didn't have that kind of structure. So when you say, oh, X here, go, there, set the screen here, go over there. Slip, go over there, and, and and do whatever it is. I to me, it doesn't compute the same. Yeah. You guys have probably been playing basketball for a long time since you were kids. You know, grew up playing basketball. For us, it wasn't like that. I played soccer, so for me, it was just kind of a different sport to switch up to, and I just mm-hmm. didn't have that those fundamentals. So for me, it was kind of it was a bit tough. But I went to Vandy because of that. To be honest. Okay.
2: Yeah. Okay. Loyalty well, is key. Now we're gonna dive a little bit more into mm-hmm. Vanderbilt, real quick. You do re- you did register your first year. Was there any reasoning behind that?
0: Yeah, well, there, there was a lot of, um, and again, as a as a as an African player, I think that the misconception, or at least the things that most people don't understand, is that we have different experiences coming to mm-hmm. the U.S. playing basketball. And I'm not talking about a Canadian coming to the U.S. Canada and the U.S. have very similar. Like it's to me, it's very similar. Okay. In terms of even immigration laws, right? For me, coming from Africa, we have, it's way different. Different animal, they don't look at us like, ah, you can just come here and play. Like, that. that that's it. It's like, no, nah, 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 nah. It's like a whole different, it's like a whole different thing. So I kind of forgot a little bit your question, but uh, you were trying
2: to... Yeah, simply was there any like big reason why you decided to red red shirt it doesn't have to be yeah. nothing so, too big, yeah.
0: Yeah, so because of that, I when I came to the to to the U.S., I didn't have the school that I was in first. I decided to leave that school, and okay. they weren't happy about it. So they held my documents. So I went to a different school, and I was in trouble. Like because I'm like. I didn't know. As a 15-year-old, you don't know immigration laws. You're just like, yeah, "Yeah, the courts say I'm good, so I'm good. (laughs) They held my documents I didn't know. So when I was trying to go to college, that's when they realized that (laughs) they hadn't released those documents. Okay. School and do everything perfectly, but they hadn't released my documents. So they had to literally, like, threaten my first school to get it done so I can qualify to play
2: for sure right.
0: so within that time frame i was just like and you know what i graduated high school a year early i can learn I'm okay. learning. so i just okay. took that year off to pretty much learn but mostly at first it was because of immigration uh challenges i guess you could say
2: hey man you live and you learn you got it at the end of the day now let's dive into you know some of the things you went through in, in vanderbilt the first year. You got to play, you won your conference championship. What did that mean to win at your first year? Because a lot of guys don't get that throughout the field.
0: <laughs> hey man, it, it was it was nice. To be honest, I think it was like the first time the school had won in a very long time. I want to say like wow. yeah, 1980, 82, maybe. I can't I can't remember. At the time that it was 1982, I think. Uh but it had been a long time that the school had won anything, any like so it was plus it was huge. It was huge. Um, we, I think, like, we we went on to celebrate for, like, weeks. Man. He was one of those things. You went on to celebrate for weeks, But then, a quick turnaround, NCAA, can't really, you know, like, it, mm. it, was a bit, it was a bit different. But, yeah, that's a different story.
2: Okay. <laughs> okay.
0: okay. That now,
2: up. You mentioned before in mm. being your five-man, you know, who mm. was your vet at Vanderbilt? Was it him?
0: Yes, definitely. Like it was him. I, actually, let me, let me just see. I hated the idea of vets when I first got to college. Okay. Hated, it. and the reason is because I've always been on my own. What I mean uh, is that you know, yeah. from an early on age, like I, I went to boarding schools. I had to fight for myself in every way possible. I came to the U.S. I was in a bowling school. I went to university, which is kind of like another boarding school because you're not really, I don't have family just coming in and chilling with me or anything like that. It's just that like I'm by myself, right? Since I was literally 15, just by myself doing my own thing. And to go to college and you say, you know how they treat freshmen, uh, go pick up the balls. They carry the bag. I know, I, man, I'm telling you, it was the death of me. It was tough. Okay. I hated that so bad. So I would get in fights. I would not do it. So for me to call somebody a vet was like, who are you, bro? <laughs> like, I, I wouldn't totally. say I'm not a vet, but if I had to now, I would say like, looking at how things were then, I would say like, first, Izili was one of the vets that I was just like with me because he was African. Mm. African guys from Nigeria. And I also had uh, Steve Changeng. He was uh, another Cameroonian guy, big brother. I knew his younger brother from home, from Cameroon. We played, like, kind of a little bit together. So I knew him then. So they were the two African guys that I would say were my vets, even though he wasn't really the kids. I just I, I just couldn't deal with that, man. I just couldn't deal with that. <laughs> yeah, so that's that.
2: Okay. Now. I'm going to give you about 30, 40 seconds to answer these next series of questions, all right? I'm going to time you on this. Now, out of the five years that you were there, who would your top five players be that you played with and could and you could put yourself in there? I'll start the timer once you start talking.
0: Question. <laughs> Go ahead. Are we talking post, um, you know, after winning the, the championship or before winning the championship? All five. All five. All five years, just yeah. all five years. Yeah, I want to give you some variety. Okay. You ready? Yep. All right, so I have porting guard, I want to say, uh, Wade Baldwin. Uh, yep. Shooting guard, I want to say John Jenkins. Hey, Riley. Aye, aye, aye. Yes. John Jenkins. Um, small forward, Jeff Taylor. Power forward. I won't include myself in here. I won't include myself. Power forward, Lance Goldburn, and uh, center, Fessy Zilli. That's, that's that's a great start. That's a great five right there. That
2: was a great five. I forgot um, Jenkins went there. Now, now you know, this, <laughs> that guy was a, on Authentic. five. I, I've never seen anything like
0: that. Guy is legit, man.
2: Legit.
0: Like, now, I let me
2: switch be. it up a little bit here for you. If you want to play a game at the Record Park with four of your teammates that you had in those five years, would they stay the same, that starting five that you just gave me? Or would you add somebody else? Because now we're talking about Record Park, and that's a different type of basketball over there. So do those teammates change for you? Well, yeah, automatically, because he's going to be in the lineup now.
0: Yeah, I want to be in the lineup Uh (laughs) now. Facts, facts, facts. Yeah, and actually, I'm just going to go with the younger guys now. Uh, I'm just going to go... Riley Chance as a guard, and uh, shooting guard. Uh, after, uh, actually, Wade, Wade Baldwin, Riley Chance, um, Jeff Roberson, okay, uh, Damian Jones, mm-hmm. and uh,
2: me as well. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Now, yeah. last question about the NCAA. You know, were you satisfied with it? You know. SEC guys won in the tournament. How were you satisfied with your university playing career?
0: I was very satisfied, but not because of that.
2: Okay.
0: Yeah, because at first, I think that when you go into a team, you have the vets, like you said, you know, the vets, the guy that I named, the guy that I'm like, man, they're so good. Like, they play most of the minutes. And for kids, obviously, watching this, you have to know that the college that you go to the roster might allow for 12, 13 guys, or I can't remember the number. I think it's 12, around 12. They only have a roster of seven, maybe eight, that are actually playing. Yeah. Everybody mm-hmm. else gets a minute and two here and there, but the rest play like heavy minutes. And mm-hmm. that's kind of how it was. We, we did not, I did not play heavy minutes. So for me, although we won and it was great for our team, we were part of the success, obviously. For me, it might career didn't start to be enjoying enjoyable until after they left right so i would say in my last two years for example my college uh, career were the best years i've played like the best years of my career mm. so i was able to still enjoy my career because of those two years and not so much of the previous years as we come to a conclusion of our show
2: first i'm going to hit you with some quick hitters again I'm going to give you about 10 seconds for these because these ones shouldn't be long. I don't want you to elaborate. I want what first comes to mind, and then we're going to get into our game of called Perfect World. But first, let's start off with singer or, singer or dancer. Dancer. Okay. Cats or dogs? I,
0: I dance before I sing, for sure. Cats or dogs? Nice. Where are we? Are we in Canada? I would say cats. <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay, I'm a cat I'm a cat guy, too. Unfortunately, I'm allergic, so that can't happen. I, but, um,
0: I can't be, I, I can't have, I don't like either of them, really. Like, I like dogs, really. Uh, if I had to pick, I would say dogs. But here, when it's winter, I don't want to be outside walking a dog. Uh, you're
2: cool right. You can leave cats by themselves. You're right. That's what I'm
0: saying. Are we in Canada? Like, if you are in Canada, I would have a cat because a cat, yeah, you can stay home, right? You don't have Stephen, to Steven, he's thinking. thinking. I like you're that out. out. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, and then you can even sometimes leave for, like, two or three days, depending on how you, you accustom your cat. Like, I, my my wife has a cat. Like, I have a cat because my wife has a cat, and it's just like, no, no. I okay. can't stand the cat. If you could have a
2: conversation with anyone in the world dead or alive, who would it be?
0: Without a doubt, without a second, I would say my dad, for sure.
2: Okay. Without, without it being a family member. Mm-hmm. So, I'm going to give you another one. Without a without a family member, who would it be? I can't hear you.
0: Sorry. You can't hear me? No.
2: Hello? Steven, can you hear me? Oh, yeah. I
0: can, I can hear
2: you now. Sorry. Okay. 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 No, okay. Now, I was going to say, for the same question, you don't know them on a personal note. So, who would it be? I would say, hey,
0: I thought about that quick hitter quick hitter Vince 10 seconds Carter, Vince Carter I don't know Vince Carter Okay Vince Carter
2: yeah Okay no problem mm-hmm. Um and then you know to conclude you know if you could change one thing about your career and it was a long interesting one what would it be
0: <sighs> Immigration <laughs>
2: Hey you know you know what does not you want to elaborate on that just a little bit what do you mean by that?
0: <laughs> I would say uh, immigration because I feel like in my career, immigration has held me back more than basketball itself. Uh-huh. Yeah. And again, like I was trying to make the, 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 the distinction here between like North American players and African players coming to play in North America and anywhere else. Like I've had like offers to play places, you know, Japan was one of them you know, lined up and everything, but I couldn't do because of immigration. It was too late. It took too long. For an African player, I have to get a visa to get almost in every country, but damn, yeah. So that whole process, the team is like, hey, James, uh, what are you doing right now? It's like, no, I'm good. I'm still practicing or whatever. Uh, Can you come next week to France and play? It's like, okay, sure. uh, uh, An appointment in the embassy. Mm-hmm. in like two, you at least need two weeks to get an appointment at the embassy. Wow. They can, you can apply. You have to fill out paperwork. You have to apply for a visa. And then it's like, by the time you're done with the process, it's been a month. You can't. Yeah. They're not waiting for you for a month. I've had maybe, I want to, and that's me just being generous or at least eliminating those small offers. I had at least seven offers that I couldn't make it to. And even if you look at, I played for Wisconsin Herds. I didn't even I wasn't even able to make it to the camp, like to the training camp. Oh wow. Because of immigration. So to me, if I had to change one thing about my career, like just yeah, immigration.
2: No, oh, that, that that thank you for that. Because the way you just described that, I'd say the same damn thing. And with that being <laughs> said, we're gonna leave it at that. We are gonna leave it <laughs> at that. Stephen. I'm gonna put it on you. Hey James, yes, pause the water. But uh James. <laughs> oh, that's two days in a row, Stephen. damn it! Make sure you take this spiel out and send it to me. He'll get getting ridiculous. getting
1: ridiculous. <laughs> but James, we like to conclude the show by asking all of our all of our guests this one last question before we go. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> No, good. No, it's funny. It's funny. Um, but let me ask this one again. Let me ask this one again. we asked all of our guests this question to conclude the show. Uh, but who is someone if you were to subscribe to Talk Your Exposure and you're looking to Talk Your Exposure on Spotify Do you see that blue little dot next to the next to talk your exposure. Who is someone that you'd like to see on talk your exposure? But here's the kicker, though, you gotta help us get them on the show.
0: Ooh. Ay, ay, ay. That is a... That is an interesting question. Excluding
2: <laughs> yeah. Tobin. Excluding Tobin, guys, as we have them all lined up already.
0: Yes, sir. Okay. Damn. Hmm.
1: Putting you on the spot. Sorry, we got you the two, three trappings on right now. I can't be my family
0: members either because... Well, it can be, but I can't get... <laughs> you won't do it. He's not the type. I was, you know exactly what I'm thinking about, but yeah, you won't do it. I already know you won't. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think.
1: Well, possibly your 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 college vet.
0: My college vet. You know what? Ooh. I I can I can, I can try. i would say if this is really, I, I can try that one. I thought,
1: I, 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 you know, he, he's not in the NBA right now. He, he doesn't really have much to hold back on. So, you know, he might actually have a lot, a lot of good stories to talk about as well.
0: Yeah, so, he is a guy, like, he, I don't know if you, you follow him or anything like that. Um, he's been through a lot. He's the he got a hell of a story to tell. Exactly. That's for sure. He's been through, like, the hardship. When you talk about hardship, as, as far as being a basketball player in general, man, he's had a tough... Tough, tough, tough. Can't even imagine. I I don't understand why he's so resilient. Like he's a hell of a guy, hell of a story to tell. And I think that if, yeah, uh, I'll say that's the person I want to see. I want to see on this show. We would like to talk to him, so hopefully we can make that work.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully we can get that to work. Um, But hey, James, we want to know where can we fight? Wow, wow. Wow!
0: Here we go. Let go go cool.
2: for
1: it. <laughs> Where can we find you on social media?
0: Ooh, uh, Instagram mostly. Uh, I want to say my in my handle. or oh, it's Bamba Thirty Five. I think underscore. Okay. okay. Bamba thirty five underscore. I think that's it. I, I don't know to be honest. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna
1: give you a follow today i'm gonna give you a follow today hopefully i get that follow back but yeah. um <laughs> hey Wait, said it Sorry. i said i'm gonna i'm gonna follow you today on instagram hopefully i get that follow back
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. absolutely you gotta tell me because i know don't, i don't just go in there and start looking like you have to tell me hey, I, follow you <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't i don't i don't i'm not the best social media guy i guess you could say i got you i'm, I'm terrible i'm super terrible
1: I got you. I got you. But hey, this is another edition of the Tobin Podcast. You know, make sure you guys go and hit that subscribe button on all t- on anywhere you get your podcast, Apple Podcasts, you know, Spotify, Google Play, wherever it might be, go check, go check out this episode. Make sure you guys subscribe, like follow, whatever it is that people need to do to be able to see these episodes. But one more time, James, we want to say thank you for, t- for taking some time to talk to us today. We want to wish you nothing but safety, nothing but good health. And we wish you, what well, we hope to see you back on the court sometime soon with Tobin. Good luck to your brother down the line. You know, hopefully he gets his, he, they all get their ass out of Florida soon and come back to Canada because we, we miss them in Toronto. So Yes, we do. <laughs> but yeah, one, one more time, James, thank you for your time today, man. Thanks for, so,
0: thanks for having me, Thanks.